Welcome to Spider-Man and his amazing fans. I'm Bry Guy. I'm Jason. Today's episode, The Insidious Six and Battle of the Insidious Six. Season two, Bry Guy. Here it goes. Here we, here we are. How mm-hmm. how fast we're going through this, huh? It it's it, and it's totally worth it if you ask me. It's a good. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a. If it was in a book, it would be a page turner, man. It would. Yeah. You know, you'd want to keep you'd want to keep going. Yeah, um, we've had a few hiccups where we might have not thought of putting the book down, but we thought <laughs> I'm, we need a break. But, right, right. But, mm-hmm. but it's it's good to be where we are now to start the new season. And I didn't even look, but uh, we're looking at September of 1995, the beginning of my senior year of high school, Jason, your junior year of high school, correct? That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Boy, yep. think back to those days sometimes and can sort of remember them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember them happening. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Was... <laughs> but, you know, I used to be able to just, like, rattle off all the teachers I had in high school. Wow. I, for, yeah, for $100. I don't know if I could name one of them. Oh, like, I could. From, from I senior could... year. Yeah, yeah. I, for $100, I could name eight. I think I could name That's eight. That's pretty good yeah, for your whole yeah. high school career. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. that's not bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I also yeah. had a very small high school, and there were only so many teachers. So, you know, oh, it was, yeah, yeah. yeah it was, and it was a had, year you later. You kind of had the same ones over and over again. It was a year later than me. So a year from now, I'll check back in, and you'll yeah, be in the same yeah. boat I am. It's a big difference, Jason. <laughs> 43, 44, huge, big difference. Huge, <laughs> Just wait. Oh, boy. <laughs> but here we are, yeah, looking at season two, and, and we were mentioning it last week. One long story mm-hmm. called The mm-hmm. Neogenic Nightmare. And uh, coming up in every season, they all have a, like a continuing story. Mm-hmm. So this is different than anything we've done in this whole project so far. Now, one of the things that was uh, that was uh, interesting to me that was a little unexpected was they actually there, there. There was actually a Neogenic Nightmare Chapter One banner on the title card for the for the show. Like, right. I wasn't necessarily expecting that. I knew that, you know, just the way that it had been summed up on the internets and, you know, and all those kinds of places that they kind of they kind of chunk them together into these longer story arcs. But I thought that, you know, that that was probably like a, you know, sort of a, an afterthought or a summary sort of thing. Like, okay, right, right. the neogenic nightmare is these episodes, you know, and the, right, right. whatever. But they, but it, it's, it's extremely, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, uh, uh, it, it's, it's very it's by design. It's, it's, it's yeah. planned. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Yeah. They, they tell us at the beginning that this is chapter one. They're, they even get so fancy. I think they use Roman numerals. Mm, I didn't I believe I didn't notice the Roman numerals okay. for sure, but I I could be wrong. You uh, you could be correct. I don't recall. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we get uh, the next. Uh, so this is a 14 chapter story that we've mm-hmm. just started and we watched the first two chapters um, all about the Insidious Six the- for this week. Right, right. And uh, obviously Insidious 6, a little bit of a play on the Sinister, Sinister Six, Six. Right, uh, right. Of, of comic lore. And that the the uh, sort of um, uh, the roster of that group, uh, which is a loosely affiliated group, obviously, right. uh, has has changed over the years and uh, when it's uh, convenient. Uh, but it, it's long for a long, long time been this group of supervillains uh, that get together t- in order to try to take down Spider-Man. Right. Um, right. Are there any constants that are always in the six? I believe that Dr. Octopus I is would think kind Dr. of Dr. Octopus would be yeah. right among those. And yeah. Scorp- Scorpion feels like he's been in more than mm-hmm, one of mm-hmm. the, the iterations. But yeah, I thought it was interesting that they called them the Insidious Six 
and not the Sinister Six in this. Yeah. Any idea why that is, Jason? None at all. None right. at all. Um, Same. <laughs> yeah, and I I don't know about the the uh, the adjective insidious um, versus you know sinister, sinister. Or, or or you know if it's it, that's just like maybe it was on the kingpin's uh, word of the day calendar. Could you be. know um, right and right. He decided to go with that. Uh, yeah, he was in the eyes in the thesaurus, and he was like, right. "Let's go with this. <laughs> Let's yeah. go with this. This is perfect." <laughs> right. Um, right. That's another thing. I I don't know for sure if that's uh, uh, common or or if it was part of the uh, original origin of the. Do you know about the original Sinister Six and how they came together? Like, was Kingpin like, like the the guy behind their their initial union? You know, I don't think so. I, I think that they were their own thing. I think Kingpin, and please correct me if I'm wrong, dear listener, but I think Kingpin came in later. I do know that the Sinister Six first appear in Spider-Man Annual number one. Mm, okay. So like a year into its publication. And I don't think Kingpin is involved that soon in the Spidey world. But... I think, I, you know, I think Kingpin actually comes in even earlier. Oh really? Uh, in in okay. Spider Man, but okay. I, I. But if that's uh, if that be the case, then I I would say for sure he probably wasn't in on the initial Sinister Six uh, team up, um, because he he was doing other stuff with Spider Man uh, prior to that. Yeah. So yeah. Right. Right. Um. But yeah, I don't think he orchestrated the Sinister Six, but I I could mm-hmm. be wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh. But I I like uh I like the idea of. Uh, Kingpin being the one that kind of brings them together from what we've learned about these characters. And one of the things about this, uh, this initial two parter, there are no, there are no new characters that get, I mean, other than, other than the, the, uh, the crime Lords that Kingpin is meeting with, uh, they're kind of having, you know, a, uh, seems like maybe a quarterly, uh, a criminal a, output sort of meeting, you know, or, right, right, right. Uh, Just a, a state of the a state of the criminal underworld, meeting. right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. <They're, laughs> other than other than your uh, silver manes and hammerheads, uh, everybody else we've seen before, right? Um, and so, for like I said, from what we've learned about all these characters, Kingpin is the one who would have uh, the uh, the wherewithal and the means to uh, break all these guys out of prison. Uh, and then to, you know, uh, put them together on this uh, path and and would and that he would have a plan uh, right. for uh, for taking out Spider-Man. So um, I thought that was uh, nicely uh, orchestrated. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that first sort of montage of him getting all of the criminals out of jail mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. get Spider-Man. I liked his motivation was to impress Silvermane and, you know, to right the wrong that that Spider-Man had inflicted upon Kingpin. Mm-hmm. And then I liked his execution of that plan. And I thought it was very clever. And Jason, you know, I'm a fan of flashbacks. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of my jam. <laughs> um, so in my wheelhouse, as I always say. Yep. So I really liked the way they introduced all the characters and briefly talked about their past throughout these two episodes, but then also the plot kept moving forward mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with where they're going and what they're going to be doing with Spider-Man now. Yeah. So yeah. that whole prison break scene was one of the best things I've seen so far in the Spider-Man series. I, I, it was really good. I really loved, um, yeah, I, I loved the progression because it was like, it, 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 one of the things about it that was that was neat is you needed, I mean, I, you, I guess you kind of busted a handful of them out at once, like like two or three of them out at once, but like the they send in, well, first of all, Alistair creates like a, a uh, insect 
spider slayer style miniature robot yeah, that right, breaks right. into the prison, right? And yep, that yep. and that delivers Chameleon. I think it, ga- it I think it delivered Chameleon like uh basically a, a recorded message and like his belt buckle, his his Chameleon right. belt buckle, right? The trademark belt buckle, yes. Mm-hmm. And uh and yeah, so if you're busting these guys out of prison, of course the first one you do is Chameleon because he can, he can turn into he can turn right. into the guard, and then as the guard he lets a, a handful of the other ones out, and mm-hmm. then uh, we need uh, they they get all their gear. We need Shocker and uh, uh, Rhino to uh, bust stuff up and uh, be able to like uh, get Doc Ock loose. Um, it was just, it, yeah, the whole, the whole, uh, scene, the plan, it was, uh, it was really well, uh, put together. I really liked it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the progression, like you said, was really good. And that we know very early on that the Insidious Six is going to be, um, r- right here, right mm-hmm. now on the screen. We know what we're going to be dealing with for at least these next two episodes. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, I gotta say these characters, these uh, six that we all met in season one, mm-hmm. they stay completely on brand mm-hmm. to the point where, you know, still get bad shocker puns. Yep. Yep. Terrible and, shocker puns. Terrible. Uh, I felt they were worse now than, than the first season. Yeah, yeah. And and Rhino's really stupid, Jason. Like, <laughs> really stupid. Like, <laughs> like really stupid. Criminally like, stupid. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we get but we get Rhino cheeks. So I guess that makes up. Yeah. He's got the he's got the Rhino oh, can. Just so he's Keeping it tight, keeping it tight That's below right. the belt is what Rhino's doing. Yeah, the 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 rhinos of steel going on right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I want to I want to harken back uh, quickly to the beginning of the episode too, just sure. just to give uh, give some kudos uh, to the way that it, the whole thing opened because we had Spider Man on a ledge, and I I I liked how he was. He was sort of uh, uh, waxing uh, uh, poetic to his uh, to his gargoyle friend Bruce. Bruce, uh-huh. <laughs> um, but he was. But they they did a nice job just through that little bit of you know kind of self talk or exposition, like helping to talk through the things that were really weighing on Spider Man that I assume are going to continue to weigh on him throughout. Sure. He's he's thinking he you know he's thinking about his uh, relationships and how he feels really uh, separated from uh, just all these all the the common uh, folk. Mm-hmm. Seems like uh, with this uh, neogenic mutation he's dealing with, that's gonna he's gonna be feel even more separated before yeah. he feels closer, right? Liter- literally and figuratively, yeah. And uh, and then we very quickly have this uh, have this sequence where he is. Uh, losing control of his powers, or or mm-hmm. lose, or his powers are kind of like flaking on and Sporadic. off on him, right? And right. um, and, and that obviously is also going to be a, a big part of the the arc of the season. So I I appreciated that they kind of uh, put us on, on some solid footing, uh, just on that solid footing on the ledge of a building. Yeah, um, exactly. But uh, <laughs> it's a real sticky situation, but not really. Uh, but. <laughs> But it, it just it were it was really it was a, a really effective uh, jumping off point for me to continue the the pun the superhero puns. Yeah, um, that's a good one. Uh, for for getting the whole thing started, and then we go into the 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 kingpin uh, part, uh, and and kingpin has his own set of problems with the uh, with the crime lords. Um, so you weren't at all. Um thinking oh we know what happened we just watched season one we don't need this recap like you didn't you didn't think it stopped the plot at all because i certainly didn't 
no in that no. in that spider-man monologue no beginning. no okay. not at all not at all yeah i and and i mean i think i also um kind of appreciated as i was watching that you know for the um uh, when this was produced, obviously the, we, there was a there was a big space of time. There was a big you know six month stretch of time or whatever. So you know to kind of get reacclimated and settled back in totally makes sense that they would that they would do a little bit of that. You know, right, mm-hmm. right, yeah, mm-hmm. and 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 that's you don't have to tell us the entire story because they sprinkle in his his origin story throughout the series. This episode has a little bit of that, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and we get more flashbacks. You know, as these villains are giving their flashback story. So, you know, mm-hmm, we don't mm-hmm. need the entire backstory, the whole t- entire season one recap, but right, the way it right. was, the way it was paced was, was well done. I thought. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, when, uh, so the, so the, uh, villains get sprung from prison. They end up at this, uh, at, I guess at the warehouse, the, you know, kind of the, the, the bowels of the, of Kingpin's <laughs> lair or whatever, sure. what have you. Right. Right. Um, and they they go up against this uh, this Robo Spidey, uh, which is basically like a like a kingpin demonstration. I, I guess I, I guess to just get everybody really angry about Spider Man, <laughs> right? Know, or right. To, right. Or to, to, it, to fuel the fire, yeah. To, to illustrate yeah. what he wa- what he wants all of them for. Um, yeah, yep. yeah. Uh, I I really liked in that scene that uh, out of that it, like everybody. Each of the villains kind of had their own either hesitations. Most of them were most of them were hesitant to just jump right into a, a team up here, other mm-hmm. than Shocker and Rhino, who we know had a previous uh, affiliation with Kingpin. Right. Um, but I, I also really appreciated that Doc Ock was the one who who was most hesitant and was kind of the last one to throw his uh, uh, mechanical arm in um, uh, because. I don't know. That just that rings true for Doc Ock as a character for me. Like he's extremely smart. Um, he's gonna have his own he plans. He's got his he's got his own things. He even he wants to accomplish. Like being right. like being a crime lord is not something that's on uh, Doc Ock's bucket list, right? It's right, and he doesn't want to work with a team. He wants right. to do his own thing. Mm-hmm. But it was pretty easy to persuade him. Kingpin was just like, I'll give you unlimited resources and, and a new lab, basically, right? Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, okay, I'm in. Oh, all right, all right, <laughs> you, I can do that. Yeah, you mm-hmm. got right to my soul. You mm-hmm. know what I need, yeah. And exactly. I do like in that scene, because I've watched this twice now, most recently today, um, when he is getting all of them um, and they agree to work with Kingpin, they still kind of like do a little show, like they're peacocking a little bit, like, mm-hmm. look what I can do. The scorpion is like, you know, flipping his tail around and the shocker is making his dad jokes and doing electricity. And I, I think, I think at one point, Dr. Octopus like takes the hat on another character and like pulls it down with a tentacle, like just a little, woo, like a little status thing. I like that. They were like, we're going to agree, but mm-hmm. we're still, you know, we're still in a pissing contest. Here. Right. 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 <laughs> oh man. Um, the, uh, it, it yeah it, it's a it's a nice uh you can tell you can tell that it's a like a tenuous team up too right right i mean right. obviously because they're bad guys they're not going to be bffs yeah. immediately yeah and yeah. and we obviously we know this is a you know this is a two-parter you just look at right. the episode titles you know it's not it's not lasting uh a long time uh and you never really expect those two but it, it's uh it's a it's a very uh, uh compelling group uh, yeah. of villains for spider-man to take on um, Spidey. In the meantime, he's had a uh, he's had a thing happen where, um, 
he his his powers blip out to the point where he uh he he has to kind of uh slink home on the ground. Yep. Um and then he sleeps for about 26 hours or something yeah. like that. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um which surprised him, surprised us. They did they nice they did a nice uh they did a nice uh kind of dissolve on his alarm clock there where it it said seven o'clock and then and then it it dissolves to nine thirty and you're like, Oh yeah, a couple hours of sleep and yeah. He goes downstairs and Aunt May's like, Oh, you slept all day and all night. <laughs> I didn't want to wake you. Every time I tried, you just turned over. And Jason, as a you're you're a father to children. Yeah, I am yeah. not just a cat. But I wanted to ask you: Was part of you like super jealous of Peter Parker when he slept for a full day? Oh, man, like, I sound pretty glorious. I, I know I couldn't do it, but I would love to like not get out of bed for a whole day for sure. <laughs> right, right. To have awesome. the opportunity to try. Oh yeah. man. Yeah. Even like from 7 p.m. until 9.30 the next morning, I think even that would be pretty great. That right? would be outstanding. That would be outstanding. All right, I'm going to yeah. go to bed. All right, yeah, have a good night. We'll talk to you in a week. <laughs> cut, cut to you having a full beard and the, yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. and uh, Peter ends up uh, late for his uh, his class with uh, Dr. Dr. Kurt Connors. Connors. Yep, yep. And uh, and then we we get another thing that is uh, you know in this whole neogenics um, uh, theme on the season, yep. uh, this is where Doctor Connors introduces the notion that there uh, that that uh, there's a there's like a big uh, research grant uh, mm-hmm. that is uh, taking applications from the uh, the Tombs Foundation, um, and uh, and if they uh, if they can win this grant. Um, then, uh, Dr. Connors will work with one of the, uh, one of the students, um, in the, in, in his class there, uh, they'll, they'll be doing research together. Uh, and we get, uh, we get our introduction to Michael Morbius. Yes. In this scene. Who looks yeah. a lot older than the other college students. Much older. He is, he is, uh, now I worked in higher ed for a long time. It's uh, true. He is, he is what we would call a non-traditional student. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. He, By about thirty years, I'd say eh, maybe fifteen years. <laughs> and I, I, you know, for the for the uninitiated, I mean, we know that he he is going to be uh, Morbius, the living vampire. Um, yeah, and it's right, uh, the, it's right in the name. It's it's right there. <laughs> he didn't yeah. even change his name, Brian. No, I don't even think he changes his coat when he becomes <laughs> the, the vampire. <laughs> He's just a little paler, I think. <laughs> But uh, if you if you knew if you knew Morbius coming into this episode, you were like, "Hey, they uh, they they leaned into his East Europeanness, yeah, uh, yep. really hard." And where uh, they eat turtles, he tells them. right yeah. he, where they eat they eat tortoises and um, yeah, uh, yeah. He boy, if the if the kids in Peter's class are say twenty years old, Michael Morbius was thirty five, no problem. Like, right, easy, right. yeah. Right, exactly. And I do want to call it a background catch. I know you've watched mm-hmm. this enough. You certainly don't have to watch it again. Mm-hmm. But when when they pan on the lecture pit and all the people in it, they're panning mm-hmm. over from you know right to left. They get to I think it's Deborah and, right. and Morbius. Yep. Um, in the background behind Morbius, there is a uh, person. Okay. Uh, this probably is not, but they looked non non binary because they had a woman's haircut and okay. a full on mustache and okay. feminine eyes. So take a look. 
take okay. a look if you can. Okay. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. that scene, I, I watched it today and I had to do a, a Wind pause. It back. I should, yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. and also, um, the other thing I want to mention here is that, um, I sent you a gif of Tommy Wuso. Do you do you know who that is? Oh yeah, Jason? yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. That, that's if, if they made a live action of this, uh-huh. that's who would play Morbius. <laughs> He's the, the the star and director of what is what is uh, regarded as definitely the worst movie made in the 21st century, mm-hmm. possibly ever of yeah. all time. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. The, the subject of the film, the Disaster Artist. Um, right, yeah. But if you're if you're looking for a very entertainingly bad movie, y- y- I don't know if you've seen it, Jason. I've never watched it. I Did I have I have a copy of it. I've never you should watch it. I've never watched it. It is it is fantastic and. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. I think Tommy Wusso's accent is perfect too. He uh-huh. wouldn't have to change uh-huh. a thing. And he, he's perfect. he's one of those people in in the real world mm-hmm. who never reveals his real age. So he could play thirty six <laughs> or eighty in a in a college. Maybe he is a living vampire. <laughs> <laughs> he could be. He likes the leather jacket and he's got the hair. So <laughs> I think I'm onto something oh, here. You might be. Yeah. You might yeah. be. Oh but, gosh. Yeah. I don't know much about Morbius in the comics. Do you? No, not really. Not really. Okay. Yeah. I think I. I think I got him confused with Moon Knight. Oh, um, okay. And that's something coming to Marvel or to mm. Disney Plus. But I don't yeah. think that's in the Spider-Man universe. No, so. I don't think directly. No, no. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. yeah, we we get the introduction of him, and um, we get the sort of showdown where, um. Spider-Man or Peter Parker is now trying to go on a date with Felicia Hardy mm-hmm. and and Morbius kind of steps in. I did make a note that I think Felicia Hardy has her own theme. I don't know if you've noticed that. I I haven't. I'm going to have to listen for it the next time or 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 again wind back and and listen for that cue cuz you said it was at around 11 and a half minutes. Yeah, and yeah, I, and yeah. it's it's only when Felicia Hardy's on the screen, which okay. is strange because Mary Jane is the we all know right. she's, she's the main she's, squeeze. Yeah, she's the lobster, as you put it in your notes <laughs> right, right. to Peter, <laughs> which is another good '90s reference. I'm just trying to keep it real, <laughs> I, Brian. I appreciate that. Uh-huh. I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, it, it's interesting that that happened. But in both episodes that we watched this week, I hear the Fel- Felicia Hardy love theme. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah. So so Peter gets to that uh, class late. Uh, he has kind of the you know the sort of run in with uh, Morbius. Mm-hmm. Um, Felicia asks him to, uh, take her on a date to some, uh, uh, science center that, uh, her right. mom is opening. Um, and then, uh, and then kind of all, uh, insidious sixiness, uh, <laughs> breaks loose from there, uh, because, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Peter misses the date and, uh, he, I think he, I, th- I think he, is this where he? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's because Flash Thompson is in that scene too. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. I'm I'm just kind of uh, running through uh, what happens uh, in my brain here again. There's there's this wonderful moment where Flash Thompson, because P- Peter has literally been asleep for a day. Peter missed right. the news the day before. Yep. In order yep. to get, in order to kind of draw Spider-Man out, Chameleon as Spider-Man is leading the Insidious Six on a little bit of a crime wave. Uh, yep. In the previous day, uh, Jameson, uh, you know, is, is blasting uh, Spidey in the paper again, of course. Yeah, I think he calls him the Spider-Man 6 at this yes. point. Yes. Yep. yep. But the moment in that scene that I love with Flash okay. is he's like, Parker, you know, what, have you been asleep for 24 hours? How'd you miss this? <laughs> 
<laughs> and he takes out of his pocket, Brian, this, this is 1995, remember? The, it, I mean, it, it's definitely not a cell phone, right? Right. So yep. it is his, it's got to be his Sony Watchman. <laughs> the, the Watchman. Yeah. I had a Watchman, Jason. Of course did you, you did. No. Did you? No. It had a little antenna on it, and I literally never used it. I literally <laughs> never used it. Because I was like, why would I, you know, why really, would I need to use this? Really made famous by the motion picture Rain Man from 1988. Ah, yeah, so we could right? watch Wapner. Yeah. So we could watch Wapner at four o'clock. Um <laughs> Right, yeah, right. Yeah. I also think I had a Watchman that was a little bit bigger. I think it was like a an eight inch screen, and it had a handle. Oh my goodness! Top. That might have been my TV in college. As now that I think about, <laughs> that one was in that, that so one was terrific. in color. Yeah, <laughs> that is that's fabulous. Um, yeah, yeah. I didn't think of that though because I'm so used to tech now, where right. we have computers and and TVs in our pocket basically exactly that that he literally pulled a tv out of his pocket to show him and what a great coincidence that as he turned it on they were covering that story (laughs) because i didn't think of that either like we would pull it up on youtube now and be like here's an arc but he's like hang on they're running this every five minutes it's here it is (laughs) spidey and the five on the fives wait wait let me let me rewind my itty bitty vcr (laughs) right yes i have a micro a micro tape inside of this Oh, yeah, that's yeah. great. That worked out very well for Flash. You know, <laughs> it really did. And and uh, and he cut again right to the core where he said, "What have you been asleep the last day?" I mean, Peter could have said, "Yeah, yeah, I, literally." I actually have, yeah, and it felt great. <laughs> Thank you for asking. <laughs> oh man, but uh, so that's that's the point at which then Peter has he has his first fight with the uh, with the six of them. Yep. Uh, and there's kind of there's there's two things in that fight that are a little bit predictable. One is that uh, uh, Spidey's powers are going to be glitching out on him, and yep. uh, number two that they kind of sh- they kind of shoot each other in the foot uh, to keep yeah, from to keep from catching him. Right? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. They're they're all trying to do their own thing, and they keep getting in each other's way. And Spider Man is kind of egging them on too. I know he does that more in the second part, mm-hmm, but in mm-hmm. the first part, he starts to kind of say, "You're going to let him get away with that? You're going to let him talk about you like that?" Right. That was right. all really good because mm-hmm. Spider Man didn't have the powers that he normally has, so he's got to outwit them. So I right. like that that mm-hmm. that is kind of how he did it. Yeah. Yeah. And when he when he ultimately escapes because they they're I mean, Doc Ock has him like he's he's tentacled up and they're they're basically fighting about who who is going to actually bring him in. Mm -hmm. And uh, and like Shocker blasts him loose and then blows a hole in the in the uh, uh, sidewalk. Yep. He he drops through onto a subway uh, car. Scorpion runs after him, but he gets like knocked out or something like that by by a water pipe. And uh, and 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 Peter slips inside the uh, inside the train as uh, Peter and manages to get away. I like yeah, the, it, I, I like the escape there. Mm-hmm. Yep, and it's it's on a train that happens to be heading towards his house, right? Because he goes home after this. No, this is when he goes. This is when he does his initial visit to uh, Doctor Connors, oh, Connors as Spider Man. That's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. and we get uh, th- and that's when we get kind of a, a little bit of a origin. Uh, tale for Spidey, I think, right? Yeah, because he... directly from the the opening intro. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. and he do- he doesn't he doesn't recount his origin to Doctor Connors. He's 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 thinking it. He's um, yes. It's in the it's in the proverbial thought bubble. Um, right, right. 
but uh, he he gets uh, like a cat scan and a blood test and yeah, you know, and all he re- all he really says out loud to Doctor Connors is like Weisenheimer comments, like mm-hmm. I want him on a quiz show or right that, right that kind of stuff. Neogenics yeah. was the was the category. Was the category, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and Doctor Connors like doesn't give him any attention. He's like, yeah, great. I'm gonna run these tests. Yep, yep. <laughs> cool, cool. You're yeah. you're a great patient, by the way. You're- wonderful right. to work with yeah this is thank you for being so cooperative in this very serious thing <laughs> and we get kind of a callback to lizard i was hoping for more because mm-hmm. we've had all of these flashbacks but he does just kind of say after all you've done for me i can do yeah he you. acknowledges the their their pre their previous relationship yeah yeah mm-hmm. which was good i mean because yep. that's episode one of season one right mm-hmm. we got mm-hmm. the lizard so right, it was right. good to have that callback yeah i i think so too mm-hmm. um in the meantime, then, this is where uh, Scorpion and Doc Ock both find themselves in Peter's neighborhood on their way to uh, try to look up Peter Parker because he is the guy who takes the pictures of Spider-Man. I, I, they didn't even acknowledge it in the, in the episode, but I was like, oh, yeah, like, this makes sense to me because, like, when, if you remember when we had the intro of Scorpion... He was follow Jonah uh, Jameson had f- hired Mac Gargan to follow Parker around to try right. to find Spider Man. So he's like a private eye kind of right, right. Yeah, and yeah. so it would it would make sense a that he would think of something like that and that he would remember tailing Parker to try to to try to get to Spider Man. Mm-hmm. And I, they, I, I was actually, I actually feel like I might have felt even better if they had if they had like verbally acknowledged that in the, in the episode, but it was just, I had to remember it to say like some, oh, yeah, something that's good. That's yeah. Something, something like you've done this before, or, you know, you mm-hmm. know how to mm-hmm. track people down or something like that. I, yeah. I forgot about it. So I read your notes. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that would have been a good call out too, mm-hmm. but I like that they were both wearing trench coats when they ran into each other yes. and the, and mm-hmm. the hat, like this is the, mm-hmm. this is the sort of like, you know, a uh, uh, detective garb that we're wearing. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, it, if it's your, it's, uh, you know, totally, totally inconspicuous uh yeah any place you go right in yep yep Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep just trench coat and uh keep your keep your tail and or tentacles covered i was wondering how doc ock did that that was something that i was thinking about on second viewing that is unclear that's yeah right (laughs) that's extremely unclear (laughs) because i don't know if i don't think those fold up or and i I certainly hope and they do extend out, right? Like he, yeah. he seems to kind of be able to extend them to a virtually limitless range. Right, I mean, they, right. they, they, they really, they're very stretchy. So yes. I don't know. Maybe they're also very foldy. Could be. Could I, be. I don't know. But you would think just, if they were very foldy, he would fold them up a lot. You yeah. Know, like like most of the a, time you would just fold them up. Yeah. Like like if he wants to sleep on his back. Right. He'd, ha- he'd have to fold them up. Right. Yeah. Because, and I don't think it's like a Wolverine situation where these things go inside of him. I no, hope not for no. his sake. No, <laughs> be that, very painful. It would, uh, it would hurt a lot, a mm-hmm. lot more than Webb. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, but then he goes to, Aunt, well, then they both go to Aunt May's house, right? Uh, Doc Ock, I know, Doc goes Ock, there. I right. think, I think he kind of, I think he kind of tells Scorpion to go pound sand uh, someplace right. else. Go kick, go kick rocks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um. <laughs> But he, but he scares Aunt May and uh, takes her to this uh, uh, the clinic where Peter collapsed on the on the, uh, the street. Um, yeah, yeah. And she doesn't she doesn't suspect a thing. 
No, she's like, well, she's oh, you're a, a doctor. She's What's a nervous Nelly. I mean, right, Aunt May right. is, you know, all you have to say is Peter's in trouble, and she is, she's like, I mean, I, I'm, I'm pleased that she didn't, you know, have a bout of the vapors and just, <laughs> just pass out right there. Well, let's not get crazy. It's not a messy apartment. <laughs> it's Jason. not a messy apartment. <laughs> let's calm down. <laughs> She reserves that for the important things. Oh gosh! But yeah, I noticed in this uh, in this series that villains, especially, lie, and they're very bad at lying to the audience. Right. But to the people on the screen, they always buy it. Yeah. And in this yeah. case, she he she was like, "Oh, you're a doctor. Uh, what's wrong with Peter?" And he's like, "Oh, uh, Peter. Yes, he fell by clinic." <laughs> and she's like, "Okay," but the audience is like, "You're full of you know what, dude." Oh. <laughs> yeah, but everyone, including like if you're a six year old watching the show, would be mm-hmm. like, "That guy's lying." <laughs> yeah, I would. I would ask for some ID, Aunt May. Yeah, yeah let's yeah. just exactly. Let's just start what, there. You know, what is your doctorate in, sir? I don't think it's in medical practice. Yeah, yeah, in oceanography. Um, yeah, exactly. In study of octopus. Oh God. <laughs> um, but they leave they they leave a threatening note behind for Peter. So when he gets home, they're like, "Hey, we've got Aunt May. Bring Spider Man, uh, or or send Spider Man to this address, uh, or we're gonna do bad things to her." Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and and then the 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 conclusion of the episode, like the like the cliffhanger of part one, I thought was I, I thought was awesome because Spider Man shows up. It's like and and he he has no powers. He runs up the street. He's in costume. He's like, well, it, it you know they're gonna they're gonna hurt my aunt if I don't go. I've got to go. Uh, and he and he he really doesn't he doesn't know what he's gonna do when he gets there. Right. Uh, and then there's 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 that uh that last scene, uh, where the six of them are kind of uh you know bearing down on him and. I was like, well, yeah, that's per- that's like uh, spot on, perfect uh, cliffhangery spot right. for uh, for the end of part one. Um, and did you yeah. like um, Chameleon doing the scary Aunt May? I oh, yeah. really liked that. Yeah, that was yeah, cool. yeah, that yeah. was that was good. Although yeah. on my second viewing, I thought to myself, hmm, why would they try to scare Spider-Man with scary Aunt May? Just because like any kind of somebody who looks like a witch is scary because right. they, because they don't <laughs> yeah. know they don't know that aunt may is his spidey's aunt, aunt may he, they, that's right. peter that's true. peter parker's aunt may true good point unless you they're know? just like they're out of touch and they they get wizard of oz references and that's as as mm-hmm. far into pop culture as they went we're like right. i'll get you my pretty kids hate that yep yep absolutely <laughs> yeah but yeah, oh. really, really strong first episode. I know we're going to kind of review this as a whole, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I left this episode, Jason, thinking that was just, they knocked it out of the park. I really enjoyed this uh, first half. And yeah. to, to to not spoil anything, but to spoil things, felt the same way about the second half, which we jump right into and we mm-hmm. get the action. I think it picks up right where we left off. Yeah, yeah. It uh, They they have the uh, kind of the second fight. Um mm-hmm between Spidey and the uh in the Insidious 6 with this one uh Spider-Man is telling uh himself slash the audience as it's going on he's got some of his agility left but really none of his uh strength or other uh spider powers uh he he does some uh flippity dippities around the warehouse mm-hmm. but uh but mostly is just getting uh, getting smoked by these guys 
right. it it goes it goes uh, against Spider-Man very quickly and um uh we've got Kingpin and Alistair watching uh uh the video feed into the warehouse. Mm-hmm. Uh they they get Spider-Man and it's just as Silvermane is calling up Kingpin to say Hey, by the way, we've decided uh, we're taking over your territory. You can't handle you Spider-Man on your own. And mm-hmm. he's like, "Well, show him the video feed of the Spider-Man." And yeah, then he gets a smug look on his face and is like, "Check gets this very out." Very smug. Yeah, um, yeah. And they they demask him. And you were you you called uh, uh, shenanigans shenanigans. Uh, I think <laughs> I think shenanigans. Taters is what the kids are calling them now. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not hip with that. Okay, uh-huh. all right. Uh-huh. Shenan balls, <laughs> totally shenan balls. But they they demask him, and I I bought their reasoning for saying, well, I don't really think this is the real Spider-Man. I think this is Peter Parker just trying to Help fool Spider-Man. us into thinking he's Spider-Man to save his aunt. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I I bought into the fact that it, it worked nicely within the plot of why Spider Man is weak, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. and then the villains would because Doctor Octopus even says like I was hoping for a a, a better fight. Yeah. But now yeah. he can say, oh well, no wonder because I was fighting Peter Parker, who I know. Mm-hmm. But then it was like, but I also, as Peter Parker, wink, wink, audience, I always meet Spider Man on this random roof at midnight, <laughs> and they're right, like, right. okay. <laughs> Seems on the up and up. Right, right. No shenan balls to see here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> like these, like, especially uh-huh. Dr. Octopus. I mean, if we're going to rank the villains of the six mm-hmm. by intelligence, I'd put Dr. Octopus oh, Doc at, Oc num- is number at, at one. the one spot. Yeah. You think mm-hmm. he'd be like, so let me get this straight, Peter. I know you, and uh-huh. you've never mentioned this before, but you meet Spider-Man. What do you guys do every night at midnight on this roof? You just like take pictures of each other like what's going on right there? right mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i don't know i i i yeah. get why they did it the way they did and it certainly didn't take it away like from how much i enjoyed this episode but mm-hmm. i kind of was mm-hmm. like yeah that's a little bit a mm-hmm. little bit fishy for me but you yeah. you totally were okay with it i was okay with it i was okay with yeah. it i guess i i guess i thought to myself well you know he probably he probably did i mean i i didn't i didn't get the sense that it was someplace that he meets spider-man every day i thought well, he probably has, you know, like a periodic meet set up with Spider-Man, sure. you know, yeah, in a, a guy's or, night. Yeah. Or or just or just to like get pictures or or whatever. Mhm. And uh yeah, so that was and and to me it did seem like it, it did seem like Doc Ock was a little suspicious throughout the thing cuz like even on the elevator ride up to that building, he's like, "Why does he meet you here?" you know, and like yeah. why, why this building? Why at midnight? You know, he's he's asking him questions that Peter's kind of coming up with excuses for that aren't unbelievable, but are yeah, you know somewhat uh, plausible. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's yeah. it's tough to it's tough to say. Um, but uh, the I will say, you know, as we're as we're talking about uh, stuff with the with this group and at this point in the episode that gets a little bit a little too fishy for me. For me, it was the Mysterio holocubes. Uh, yeah, being, you mentioned this in your notes. Being yeah. a, a kind of a significant uh, player in uh, the, well, they're in their in their plan for catching Spider-Man. Uh, in the in that warehouse fight, the Holocubes came into play, um, mm-hmm. and then uh, in Peter's plan to escape from them, uh, there are also Holocubes. So they're, they're they're kind of a catch-all thing here, and 
the thing about it was that you know the when they when this object was introduced back in that Mysterio episode, it was kind of a cool way to bring a, a contemporary technology uh, into how Mysterio creates his illusions, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I would say that the I, I would say that the uh, inference you could make from that Mysterio episode is that. It took him some some work and some planning to create those illusions mm-hmm. and and to like program these devices to to work the way that he wants them to. Mm-hmm. In this one, it was more like, oh, these are just like little magic, you know, illusion projectors that you just throw at the ground and whatever you need to be illusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just illusifies. You it, know, it, it, re- it reads your mind and goes, yeah. Oh, you want a swamp? Here you go, swamp. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Yeah, it, yeah. So that was. That was a little. Uh, I I didn't I didn't care for it. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, they kind of played mm-hmm. him fast and loose. And I don't yeah. know. Do you know? You must know this from your background with all of your writing, Jason. You know the term MacGuffin. Oh when sure. It comes, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. they kind of felt like that a little bit. Like yeah, it can yeah. just be a catch-all for whatever we need it to be. Right. And right. and I would have a problem with it if it's if it's used a lot, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sparingly. You know, like if this was like the sonic screwdriver in Doctor Who where right, it could do right. everything. Exactly. That's a little bit harder to swallow, but for me I was okay with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm also real curious to read about Mysterio in the comics because in this iteration mm-hmm. they use the term virtual reality a lot, which is a very early nineties thing. Yeah. For, you know, it's, for sure. it's still going on now with, mm-hmm. with you know, mm-hmm. in, in better technology. But I'm wondering, like, what was it in the in the comic books? You know what I mean? Right, like, was it right. just like he played with people's minds and like they imagined these things? Or did he have the cubes that could create realities? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, so, that, that's that is interesting to to look into um, around yeah. this. I don't know. I, I don't know how much Mysterio was uh, was used as a villain on the in the comic books at this time. Um, yeah, I'm not sure either. Not sure, yeah. but it would be interesting yeah. to it would be an interesting uh, read uh, to look into that. Yeah, yeah, and and going back to what you were saying with the hollow cubes, doesn't he have like a whole barrel full of them, and they get tipped over at one? Yeah, point? in the in that yeah. warehouse fight, like like they're yeah they're fighting, and they're a whole bunch of them get spilled on the floor, and he's like my hollow cubes, and Doc Ock is like I told you to put them someplace else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I they're said already you must pick up your toys. <laughs> <laughs> they're already fighting like roommates. Yeah. And then Scorpion was like, well, I'm sick of doing the dishes. You always do them wrong. You just spray this acid. We buy new plates every day. (laughs) Right, right. Rinsing with acid is not washing dishes. This is why we can't have nice things. Oh, God. That's great. That's great stuff. Yeah, but yeah, I do agree with what you're saying that it was, I'm glad they used it sparingly because it did feel like it was a little bit too easy. And and Mm -hmm. later on, Spider-Man uses them to his advantage, right? With the hollow cubes. Yeah. Right. When they're, when they get to that rooftop and obviously there, there is no meetup with Spider-Man. Oh yeah. Right. um, He, they, well, they, Spidey, Spidey, I should say, Peter is like, well, how are you going to, how, how are you going to get Spider-Man to show up here with all you guys standing here? And they're like, well, we're going to make ourselves look like big air conditioners and uh <laughs> classic classic spidey trap and peter and peter's like well i'm going to run away or no he tur- he he like flips one he of them on and turns it into like some sort of a cliff uh, like looking like a cliff cuz then rhino's like ah but right? even but even before that he flips one on and it turns into some kind of like fighter jet that's like oh, shooting yeah. missiles or something right that was right. a little random what's what's that yeah mm-hmm. yeah what? and <laughs> 
<laughs> so I think that's what he says. What is that, that? fighter jet that just appeared? <laughs> I hate when that happens. This happens like every second or third time we meet on this roof. <laughs> so inconvenient. And I'll be damned if I find a new roof. I oh. found this one. <laughs> <laughs> it took me three years to find this roof. I'm not changing. <laughs> they can fly around me. But yeah, then, then, then we see Rhino's extreme intelligence again because right. he falls for the cliff. Right. And I really did. I don't know if it was supposed to be funny, Jason, but I laughed when it cut to Rhino just on the roof. Just like flailing, thinking he was falling. Right. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. That was great. That was great. Uh, Spidey's powers conveniently return after he gets hurtled off the roof by uh, Shocker. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, I guess they would kind of have to come back at that point. Right. Um, right. And uh, and then uh, from there we get uh, uh, we kind of start to get into the. Uh, the final battle, right? Because then they, they spot Spider-Man and like Kingpin and Alistair fly in on the helicopter yeah. or, yep. or there, there's another, there's another part that I'm, uh, my memory now is foggy on about this uh, part two. Sil- Silvermane. Right. Where Silvermane and uh, like a uh, chameleon shows up as hammerhead to yeah. kidnap Silvermane. Um, it's kind of a double cross situation. Yeah. Because Silvermane okay. could take down Kingpin. And, right. And they kind of intercede. Right. Is that how you read into that? Like they kind of step in so that that can't happen. Uh, right. 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 Chameleon um, does. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I mean, I assume Kingpin, w- you know, knew that they were uh, that they were gunning for him and they. Yeah. Th- th- he brought the he pr- he brought his new henchman into uh, to put the kibosh on that. Um, but we end up in this uh, we end up in this kind of interesting situation where uh Spider-Man puts his ignorance of the criminal underworld on full display because we get to the, we get to the end of this two-parter. He still has no idea Kingpin is behind everything. I right. am, I am really looking forward to the point where Spider-Man <laughs> knows who Kingpin is. Yeah, um, yeah, and uh, it's a slow burn. Yeah, <laughs> and he he sort of unwittingly rescues uh, Silvermane from uh, Kingpin's helicopter. And then he, the Spidey and Silvermane are running from the Insidious Six, or or escaping from them together, right? Uh, yep. And that's that's kind of like the it's sort of the like the last big fight that they have, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and Silvermane makes a phone call. Who do you think he's calling? Because he says Kingpin basically has to be taken down, or is it is it Spider Man? Oh, at the very no, end, Silvermane no, he makes says that phone call. he says uh, Kingpin. Okay, um, yeah, okay. he's talking about uh, Kingpin having to be uh, taken out. I mean, I assume he's calling back to Hammerhead and his his other dudes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I because they're yeah. still there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then we get one more um, chance at love for Peter. Um, it seems that Felicia Hardy and Morbius are going to be the the hot ticket item in this season. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah, which yeah. was a little disappointing. Mm-hmm. She must mm-hmm. like older men. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. She. Uh, yeah, we, there was the there was a scene we uh we missed someplace in there where uh after Spidey misses their date, uh Morbius happens to be in the neighborhood there and uh, stops a, a purse snatcher uh from uh taking uh, Felicia's uh, uh bag. Purse. Yeah, purse. yeah. He accepts all major credit cards. Yeah. Right. And um and then she goes with him on the date that she was supposed to have with Peter instead, and now they are having dinner every night this week. We eat turtle soup. 
nothing says I love you, baby, like a nice bowl of turtle soup from some unexplored or on like spe- specified Eastern European country. Right. Not quite sure where he's from, but right. yeah, yeah. Oh boy. Um, yeah. So that, that that's that. But um, I I assume there's going to be there there's going to be more uh sort of uh, relationship messiness between the whole lot of them. Uh, before it's over here, but um, yeah, yeah, it's it's only just begun. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but that that's uh, that's that's a fun uh, uh, finish up there. Uh, yeah. Spidey gets back home, and uh, MJ is there too. Mm-hmm. Um, she gives him she gives him the uh, the wink face uh, when she says she was worried about his aunt. Um, is what what did you what? How did you read that wink? That that was a cover for an excuse for her to come over. Okay, okay. Is that the way you read it? I I, I wasn't sure. I she's very or, she's very tricky to me. I don't know. She's yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if I don't never know if MJ's coming or going. I would be, right if I were Peter Parker. I never would have been able to get married to her because I ne- I would never have known what she was doing half but, the time. But I think it would be better than Felicia Hardy, right? I mean, if if yeah, you had oh, to yeah, choose, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Felicia Hardy's a little bit too pushy for my taste. Mm-hmm. The other mm-hmm. the other way I could read into that wink is that she's like kind of condescending, mm-hmm. like, oh, mm-hmm. she's sick, Peter, so uh-huh. I had to check on her, that kind of thing. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like right, right. humoring, humoring Aunt May. But I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. The female of the species, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but the big, the big final. Uh, sort of uh drop in the in uh, of information uh, in the epilogue is uh when spidey kind of uh in, oh, yeah, yeah. in good spirits uh visits dr connor's to get his test results back and he's like eh, i got my powers back i got the I took care of the bad guys everything's mm-hmm. good uh what what's what's up doc and uh <laughs> uh connor's tells him well your dna is uh still mutating into something that isn't human right and it's like is he a mutant mm-hmm. what is he mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I can tell you, Jason, I've watched this whole season, not recently, um, yeah, yeah. probably a, a couple of years ago now, and I can tell you that we're in for a wild ride. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With with that plot aspect specifically, uh-huh. a very a very wild ride. I don't want to yeah. give anything away, but I think you're going to you're going to want to strap yourself in. Well, yeah. I and I will just say knowing knowing nothing about what's coming up, but just, you know, sort of uh, Digging, d- digging through my uh, my comic book brain uh, from the days of yore, mm-hmm. uh, I do recall at some point for a short period of time, Peter Parker had six arms. Okay, and I thought to myself, right, what would be what would be a good way for them to you know do some comic homage here and and make him non human. Well, it would be really hard to go sleep at Aunt May's house with six arms, you know. And go to school, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and work at the bugle. But yeah, yeah, I, I will, I will not confirm nor deny if that's what we get here. Yeah, we'll just yeah. have to see. It's, yeah. uh, it, it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be cool. I, I really, I, I loved the way that it was put together. I, I said uh, as before we went to tape here, um, you know, as if you if you brought this into like a workshop. Uh, like a like a fiction workshop with me, and you said, "Here's my first two chapters." I would say your first two chapters are excellent. They're you know you 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 introduce uh, uh, very compelling problems for 
your main character. You've mm-hmm. got uh, you've got uh, villains, uh, you know, uh, other antagonists. Uh, just just keep it keep it rolling. You know, let's, let's see what mm-hmm. happens from here. I'd have I'd have very few notes. So that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, quite a leap forward from the first season, even right? Yeah, Especially yeah. that two parter we got of Hobgoblin. Like mm-hmm. it, this feels mm-hmm. like a different show from that. Yeah. 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 It, it, oh, yeah. It, it really does. You know, and that, yeah, it's it's a massive turnaround. Mm-hmm. Um, the the one other thing I I wanted to talk about was just and I don't know if you've I don't know if you feel as, as strongly about it or, or think about it this way as much as I, I, I feel like I have been. It just this really seems like the the turning point. This series is the turning point. But this season is like the is like the final <laughs> the final uh move in this direction where they stop making these uh these marvel uh tv shows like produce they stop producing them like cartoons and start producing them like comic books because because comic books you and i both read comic books when we were when Mm -hmm. we were kids um the the thing about a comic book is it's a self-contained story but it's but it's very short and there is always a cliffhanger like like that's that's what comic books are it's part of a larger story there's there's always and and, you know and the and the arcs are of various lengths and sort of undulations and and you know obviously a a lot of these characters now have been around for decades and Mm. and they and they you know they they cycle through things but like man that's how that's how you get people to come back next month (laughs) because you you end it and you're like well now what happens well, you know, and, and like this episode is is like, well, your DNA is going to keep mutating. We don't know what that means, Spider-Man. Well, I got to right. find out what that's going to mean. You know, <laughs> right. Right. And it, in, in the yeah. meantime, if this is your first issue that you've read mm-hmm. or if next week's episode is your first issue that you've read, you'd be OK jumping in because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's still Spider-Man. He's still got to go about his Spider-Man duties. Yeah. And yeah. Everyone knows this origin story of spider-man mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. you just got to get caught up but you're absolutely right i think yeah. it's smart to to write it that way because then just like comic books anybody can jump in anytime and instantly get addicted mm-hmm. and that's how this show is striving to be too yeah, right where yeah. you can jump in anytime and, and keep going i know i certainly didn't watch this show in order or watch every episode sequentially when it was on the air in 1995 but mm-hmm, i do remember mm-hmm. jumping in somewhere in the season and and they just did a recap and i was like okay I yeah. think I know what's going on. Let's go. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Sure. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's, and that's, you think it, it the, the answer to solving this riddle as to why some of these episodes in our first two series that we watched were pretty bad, mm-hmm. but the, 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 the answer is right in front of their faces. Make it like a comic book. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly. as simple as that. Yeah. Yeah, that, that break that cracks the code. So it sounds like you have high marks, high spiders for this one. I this is the this is the first one, Bry guy. I'm giving it five radioactive spiders. This is the I wow. Gave, I give so, this two parter a perfect score, and that's the first time through the entire run of our podcast. Our right? whole podcast. That's great. Good for you. You know what? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm real close. I'm at a four point five. It's very the, it's very very strong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only reason is because I've seen this episode a little bit more, and I feel you know like with watching this season somewhat recently, and I feel mm-hmm. like it's gonna it's gonna lead up to something that I like even more. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and uh, you know some of the stuff was not perfect, but uh-huh. a little flawed with the um with the 
the stupidity of some of the villains. I hear you. So, I hear you. But so yeah, you're very, some, very good. You're keeping some of your spiders dry. I understand. I, I, mm-hmm. It's exactly right. I yep, only yep. have so many to give, Jason, <laughs> especially at my age, you know? <laughs> That's fair. Well, yeah, it was. It, this was. Uh, I thought this was a fantastic uh, uh, beginning to the season. Uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing where this uh, where this whole story goes. We get a uh, a one off uh, next week. Uh, Hydro Man, yeah, uh, makes his uh, debut. I don't know anything about Hydro Man. I assume he's some sort of corollary to Sandman. You know, like or I mm. think of him that way. Where you know, if they were ever to team up, they would be. Uh, mud. mud golem or something. I don't I don't know. <laughs> Clayface. Yeah. Clayface. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've not heard of this either. And we were talking off the air and I was like, I hope that's like just not a lesser cool version of Aquaman. Yeah. <laughs> Hydro yeah. Man. But oh. yeah, we'll have to see. So we'll just we'll just watch one episode for next week. So if you're following along at home, we're gonna watch just episode three. Take a yeah. take a load off, watch a twenty two minute kind of thing and, and have yeah. fun. It'll be fun no matter what. Always fun, man. Uh, let's uh, let's do it uh, next week. Sounds good. Thanks for listening to Spider-Man and his amazing fans. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite app. Follow us on Twitter at BKO Radio and like the show on Facebook. Reach us by email, spideyfanspodcast at gmail.com. Most importantly, if you enjoyed it, share with a friend. 